Well, that worked out exactly how I planned, said no one ever. I Feel Awful, Chronicles of Leadership, a micro-podcast brought to you by leadership coaches Juanita Malano-Para, Christine Sachs, and Katharina Schniegas. Chronicle 56, Endings and Beginnings. So welcome to the live podcast, all of our listeners out in the internet land. We have a huge surprise, well, not a huge surprise, but a very lovely surprise today, which is we are about to introduce a new member of the podcasting team. Um, and uh, we're all sitting here on video, so we're like, yay, clapping on silent, on mute, as, as we do in the era of Zoom. But Robert, why don't you come off mute and introduce yourself and the... Yeah. How do you want, what do you want people to know about you? Mm. Well, I want people to know that I'm super psyched and excited to be here. Um, I met everyone here, Christine, Juanita and Katrina through coaching training. And I myself am a coach as well. Um, I consider myself to be an intuitive coach and also someone who likes to mix um, a little bit of my own passion in music to um, holding conversation. And I came to the United States when I was nine from Beijing, China, and um, English is my second language. So upon discovering Christine's podcast and just some of the ways that, um, I guess experiences that I really relate to can be translated into work, um, makes me so happy to be here. And what else, what else do, might people wanna know? Mm-hmm. your full name my full name robert kwang k-u-a-n-g <laughs> um or i'll just keep it mysterious and just never tell anyone ever um <laughs> yeah so what um what is the most uh what is something that um what is something that only people who are very close to you would know about you Juanita mm. just made a face like, oh, we're going there already. Yes, we are. Yeah, it feels like um, week one of coaching training a little bit. Um, what is someone that only someone really close? I don't think I don't think it's a secret, but, you know, I'm someone who likes to keep my soft and like soft and delicate side, maybe more on the inside. And I'm learning to uh learning to translate that to my outer world and in my relationship. So, you know, I don't, I think people can see it, but I'm like a very sensitive person who winds up agreeing and taking on lots of things that might make a sensitive person uncomfortable. So, which can be confusing, but I sort of, that's kind of who I am. <laughs> First off, Robert, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so excited to have you being part of this team and adding an additional facet and culture to the mix too. And what I'm curious about is to hear a little bit about your relationship to your own culture, living in the States and like coaching in different languages. What's your, yeah, what's your relationship to your, your culture? Um. I'm going to, I'm going to use some things that has come up over like the coaching training, which is, I think I had a lot of either, or, you know, either in a situation I am more representing like the Chinese side of who I am, 
or it's like the American side. And there's a lot of um, kind of black and white navigating the world, like which version of myself am I bringing is the most beneficial would be would help me get what I want. So growing up here, um, first of all, my stepfather is um, white and Jewish. So I grew up in a multicultural home and um, we made up a lot of our own rules and traditions because they weren't they couldn't be black and white. You know, um, we had to find a way to um, find win wins for everyone that people were OK with. So I think that has cultivated a lot of interest in connecting and understanding other people and the more different they are maybe the more i want maybe i'm more curious about that almost um and that comes out of trying to understand american life when i first came here when i was nine so um so trying to bring to be honest my identity as far as my chinese culture into coaching has been tricked trickier than I thought it would be. I found myself having a lot of like discomfort and insecurity around it that I didn't think I would. Um, so I'm kind of here to to challenge myself in some ways to really just be in it as who I am. It's so interesting. I just realized we're all immigrants or well, Kathy, mm -hmm. you live back in Germany, but like I, even though I'm, I'm, I am American, like I wasn't born here. I have a I have American citizenship, but I got that at like three or something. That's anyway, it just really struck me. I was like, oh, so interesting. Anyway. Yeah, I I love finding diversity. So clearly I'm in the in the right crowd. And I, I also see that as it's really helpful for me as someone who likes to who likes education. You know, I think diversity helps with education, finding things that I have not encountered yet. So things like things in German, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking as you were talking about the things that you're, that you bring and your identity and all of that, Robert, because when we were thinking about bringing another teammate to the group, a lot of what we were thinking about was like, well, what are, like bringing someone that will bring different perspectives and different experiences and, and, and all of that. And so, the question that I have for you is, since you have been listening to the podcast and you kind of have seen the mix that we have so far, what are some of the things that you're excited to bring to this mix that are, um, that are very Robert? Very Robert. <clears throat> there, so there's an episode that I was listening to recently, just like looking through all the titles and, you know, picking them out and things like that and just kind of taking it in. And the one that really I got stuck on was distinguishing or, you know, having a discussion around um, values versus opinions. And um, something I would like to, m my intention in having discussions here is to um, allow myself to share my values and my opinions because I have both. And rather than try to um, say the right thing all the time or something like that, that I can get stuck in, especially talking about culture and my identity of trying to get it right. So sometimes sometimes there will be people just have a very strong opinion or strong emotional reaction. And there can't I would I would assert now nowadays that there will always be multiple approaches to having a discussion around sensitive topics, current events. And um, I would like to even try to do that myself, even though I'm one individual, to look at something from multiple viewpoints. Um, so 
that would be if I could do that on in this experience, that would be that would add to me a lot of value, hopefully. Well, Robert, you ready to jump right in? Yeah. So we were we were talking ahead of time and we thought perhaps um, a really fun topic would be as we are on the eve of a new year, this idea of how do we end things? How do we start things? Because for some people, they're going to be in job trans transition and some people they're in location, relocation, you know, geographic transition. And some people, the change of the year just has them reflect and think differently about what's ending and what's beginning, even if nothing is changing. And then, of course, there are the people who just blow by the new year and they're like, well, who needs to think about that? So, um, yeah, I wonder, um, what do you all think? Should we have a quick or not so quick combo about this? I would love to because I, I dislike endings tremendously. So. <laughs> I've been I actually been thinking about this in terms of use the word change to Christine. So like just thinking about like those transitions or going through change and how we each go through it so differently. And I was thinking about it because I was with my sister. She was going through a big she's going through a big change. She was talking about how like there's all this anticipation for her when she's going through change. Like there's all this preparation, all this anticipation to what's going to be. And then as change happens, there's a lot of time in like adjusting, like the ending and the beginning actually are very long processes, which was very interesting because for me, it's not exactly like that. Like when I, when something changes, like when I go somewhere else, when I travel, uh, when I move, I feel like I've been in that place forever. And that's how it's always been. Like, I don't actually, it, don't, it doesn't take me a long time to adjust, but it's just a quick, okay, now I'm here which isn't always good because I think it ends up being kind of what you said in terms of the people that just blow past the new year. I'm like, okay, yeah, now I'm here and everything's good, but not actually processing the, the change. Yeah. I would say I'm very different from, from that. It takes me, I describe myself as someone who takes quite a while to adjust to change and actually even anticipating all the things you have to get used to that are initially uncomfortable. So you have to like be with it to be more familiar. Um, I used to, I used to have an attitude of like not looking forward to that, except, you know, a lot of the things I want to accomplish in life would ask that of me. <laughs> so it's this contradiction. How can I, how can I make friends with, with change and things like that? And I think that also comes up in, endings because endings and beginnings like Christine was mentioning you know they often go hand in hand and people don't like to examine that I would say I was more like that do you think it's possible possible well I mean this is a little bit of a leading question but do you think it's possible to be fr make friends with change I for people who are listening and can't see their faces <laughs> they're all uh, like yeah <laughs> I think so I definitely think so um, I, think, I was thinking beyond the like, yes. Um, yeah, for me, um, if it's something really daunting and takes some getting used to, um, I have to make, I have to think of something that makes it really worth it. 
So sometimes it's like just getting clear on like, here's what I hope to get out of it. And that's one way that I've tried to navigate change to be like, am I certain that this will be worth it if I, if the outcome that I'm looking for is that, like that this can bring a level of completion or, and whatnot. Um, yeah. Well, it's interesting, Robert, Juanita. Um, oh, sorry, Katrina, you were going to, you came off mute. Yeah, I just wanted to, I was thinking about like, if it's possible to become or to make friends, become friends uh, with change. And I do think so. I, I like new beginnings. I like the the first half of the change. I don't like ending so much, but I do love to begin multiple things at the same time. And I was thinking about like how to become friends with it, I think, is when you when you accept the all the parts of it and welcome them. Um, also the parts that you probably don't like as much as other parts of change, because it's always a wave, right? They're like different parts to it. Um, and I think that that would be key for me. Uh, not that I'm there yet always and all the time, <laughs> but I know it's possible. <laughs> well, now, Katrina, you sound very American because in our conversations, like German culture, <laughs> that's not really, a, you know, making friends with change, not a thing. So I'd be curious, like, you know, True. Um, <laughs> right. Like, you know, we can think about it as a system of an individual, then an organization, but then a like a, a culture, like a geographic culture. It'd be interesting to sort of look at when we look at the organizations that we work with or partner with, when we look at the cultures that we're from and the culture that we're living in, you know, how does this kind of making friends with change concept shift and change, especially when we think about things that are ending or things that are beginning. I'm very deep today. Yeah, that was, that's a very complex question. I need some time to process that. <laughs> I think this is where my mind went. So I didn't say this at the beginning, but right now I am actually in Colombia. And so I've been just more, I mean, literally closer to my culture here and to people. And uh, the thing that came up, as you were saying, asking that question is like, there's, a, I can't grasp the word, but like, uh, not a resistance, but a, when you don't believe that something can happen, like don't believe that change can actually happen. So it's more of like, oh like indifferent relationship to change because is anything really gonna ever change i don't know if that makes sense but um i think yeah. people avoid change when they're afraid of it and Definitely for me, that's something I try to shift rather than try to avoid change or to try to delay change, which is another strategy of mine is to have things come up or, you know, you have five different things happening at the same time and it can sort of delay change in a very um, kind of vague way. And I've learned over time that it's better to, for me, it's better to just um, be intentional about the change I want to make rather than um, letting, being at the effect effect of change some you know for me it's trying to tell myself that change change is going to happen no matter what 
and being what is being at cause or driving the driving that bus look like for me and it's still not comfortable there's still fear and stuff but yeah it is i i do struggle sometimes to make change kind of the exciting the the thing that gets people excited about the future <laughs> And that's, I think, on an organizational level, too, I think is important about change to give um, ourselves, the organization, the team members, the time to create awareness around our relationship to change. Like, what do we like about it? How is it scary? And being able to process that in order to move forward, because this is something that I at least see in uh, the organizations, especially the European I work with is over skipped or like overstepped that this is not part of it. And then uh, everything bottles up to a moment where everything collapses or uh, explodes. And yeah. Well, I think, you know, if we look at how organizations have responded to the various, um, what the variants of COVID, the thing that we've, uh, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but the thing that seems present to me to the when I talk to different organizations about their plans and whatnot is uh, the experience of suffering and pain <laughs> with how many, how much they have to shift this protocol and we were gonna go back to work and but now we're not and and all this stuff and like then the great resignation or the great transition and then all of these things and it seems to me, Katrina, the the it's great if you can get out in front, but I think the experience is like, um, how do we how do we just make it through? How do we survive change? And, you know, I wonder what, you know, how, how, and this is the question, right? This is the coaching conversation, like what becomes possible? What can we create? If there's, um, uh, if we're willing to quote unquote, make friends with change as the change is happening, so that there's um, the experience of surviving something shifts while we're also doing all of the things that are necessary to build the structures around it, like whether it's personally or organizationally, or even in the bigger sort of cultural landscape, like Columbia, um, Juanita, you have to talk about the radical political changes and shifts that happen in Colombia that are hard to be with. I realize there is a word that we haven't said that is such a big part of change, which is uncertainty. And when you were talking about like surviving change, I think my my strategies are a lot around like planning and figuring out what it could be and like what this change is like all the possibilities so that I make plans for all of them and da 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 da, da which is not at all making friends with change, but it's another experience of the this one is of the controlling. But whether it's surviving, whether it's controlling, whether it's any of this, my guess is that a lot of it is driven by that, um, like that, that relationship to uncertainty, that fear of what may happen and how we, in my case, I control in order to survive, make it through. Yeah. And then we open the Pandora's box of control. Yeah. <laughs> and this, Robert, from one little comment, <laughs> you've opened an entire discussion. Um, so how's it feeling, Robert? Like this is the first experience being in the conversation here on the podcast. How is it for you? I, 
I always appreciate when things get philosophical. So, um, no, this is like, this is like the bread and butter. <laughs> um, and it's always, you know, it's like the process of translating. I always have to be able to, I have to process it myself first in order to express it again. So it, it's like this extra accountability. I love thinking about this. So thank you for making me think about control and uncertainty at 10 in the morning. <laughs> Eastern time. Eastern um, time. <laughs> so uh, usually at the end of the podcast, we have call to actions. And I think maybe for this one, the call to action is to enjoy the transition, make friends with the changing of the season, the changing of the year, have a great holiday, whatever you're celebrating, and tune in um, in January when Robert will be with us and we'll have this podcast in English, Spanish, German, and Mandarin. Bye. I don't know. I don't know how to grace Bye. Her. Happy holidays. <laughs> very appropriate December farewell. <laughs> like, right. Get through this. Just wrap it Figure up. out. Figure out the ending. Here we go. Make friends with change right now. <laughs> Thank you. This is so fun. See you next week. You can follow us on the web at www.christinesaxcoaching.com.